Hi, everybody, and thank you for listening to the 11-1 Project. This is a podcast made by Kristen and Aaron. We are going to be discussing how we are integrating the chakras into our daily lives. We are starting on November 1st, hence 111. You can start whenever you hit play. This week, we're coming to you from the heart chakra. Where do you find joy and peace and what ignites your own lighthouse? Is it music? Is it nature? Animals? Maybe horses? Maybe you have that pet parrot sits on your shoulder during Zoom meetings. What brings you joy and peace? Kristen and I discuss this along with grief and the holidays, isolation, fostering connections with others, with yourself, and with the outdoors. Grab your matcha green tea, maybe a little celery juice. Sit back, enjoy the episode. Let's get started. All right, and we are back with the fourth chakra, the heart chakra focusing on love, forgiveness, inner peace. Kristen, how was your week this week? Can you clue us in on the fourth chakra and then we can discuss all things love and forgiveness? I had a very peaceful week with the with the heart chakra and you're right, it, the heart chakra really focusing on love, forgiveness, inner peace, and joy. Green is the color of the chakra. Um, it relates naturally to love and compassion and being in our heart center. It's associated with air. And really when you, when you dig into love and forgiveness and inner peace and joy, what you're talking about are, are healthy relationships, healthy relationships with yourself, with your family, with your friends, healthy relationships with your career, with pets. Um, personally, this piece really kind of stands out to me. And it's just having an appreciation of beauty and nature and um, both beauty and nature enhance the health of this chakra. So letting your heart energy flow freely in and out and being open to receiving the love that's available to you and being open to uh, receiving the love that you have for yourself. I think that there's a lot around self love here and really just kind of shining like the the lighthouse that that you are I always like to to use the lighthouse analogy and we can get a little bit more into that but let's first talk about balancing your heart chakra it's 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 a fun one and an easy one because you're really focusing on green raw foods so eating organic greens can really help boost your energy they can reduce your stress they're providing your body with whole balanced nutrients these green raw foods are essential in balancing the fourth chakra and it's easy to start your day with a fresh green juice or making sure that you're working salads into your meals or uh, um, having a green smoothie so using kale and broccoli and spinach and dandelion greens or parsley, celery, cucumbers, zucchinis. Uh, I drink a ton of matcha green tea during this week specifically. 
avocado, lime, mint, kiwis, uh, green apples. They're, it, it, it's a fun one too with, with the kids. They always know when it's heart chakra week because they see way more green <laughs> on, on their plate. Um, they think it might be St. Patrick's Day. There's so much, there's so much green <laughs> going on in, in the kitchen. Um, for stones, there are a lot. I, I think that there are a lot of stones. And if you're interested in what what stones or crystals might be really good for for healing your heart chakra, I encourage folks to to really read up on on what's out there. And I, I think it's very individual. At a high level, you know, amethyst and rose quartz are two that stick out in my mind. But when I'm working with clients and when I'm working even with myself, I've been called to, to kind of expand on, on the healing that can occur with, with stones. And it's really, it's individual. So I would encourage folks to have, have fun with that. Um, so Erin, you want to kind of kick us off with some tarot updates? What, what did you, what did you pull for the heart chakra week? What stood out to you? You know, it's interesting with tarot because uh, when you're talking about the heart chakra and relationships and connections and and the flip side, isolation and, and grief, there's a lot of cards that can indicate different um, portions of that in somebody's life if you were to pull it. There's also specific uh, tarot card layouts or pulls you could do um, just for this specific uh, heart chakra because as you can imagine, um, it's not uncommon for somebody to come and ask for a reading relating to some type of um, love or loving relationship. But specifically with the cards, um, what I was thinking, specifically with the positive sides of the heart chakra, if you pull the six of cups or the ten of cups, um, those are, would both be beautiful indicators that somebody's having balance and compassion. Um, some type of harmony and satisfaction in their life. Six of Cups would be more specific that you're having this after some type of grief or loss or um, more of compassion than actually just, you know, abundance and, and gratitude. But the Ten of Cups being at the end of the line of cups and the cups, of course, being the minor arcana relating with emotions are kind of the beautiful um, finality of a wonderful emotional trip, satisfaction, a love available to you, deep sense of peace. Those would all be found in the 10 of cups. On the flip side, if you were to pull, I was thinking specifically the strength card or the four of cups card that might indicate that somebody needed to do a little work on their heart chakra. The strength card is the major arcana. Um, and it is actually a woman who is typically depicted as sitting on top of or befriending a lion. And the message in that is um, that you can, when you come from a place of love and compassion and strength of yourself, that you can overcome large obstacles. Um, you can bring down walls, you can find resilience, you can find connection. And so if you were to pull strength, that would be kind of calling on somebody to make some type of connection, take down some kind of walls around their heart and um, act with compassion towards that. The Four of Cups is um, 
it's a tough card. So if you were to pull the four of cups, it's, you know, typically it's a man on his own and he's using a cup to, to actually put out a flower um, to like cover it. And, and he's on his own purposely. He's isolated. He's feeling sad. He's feeling rejected. Be feeling a need to retreat from something, a desire for isolation, maybe some type of numbness. And if this was to be pulled, I would think it'd be, you know, very clearly something that, you know, not only there'd probably be something going on in that person's life, but maybe some type of healing with the heart chakra could really play and be beneficial to them. What I found was interesting in learning um, from you about the heart chakra is that the element is air. When with the tarot, with a lot of the emotion cards, the element is water. Um, but the concept of air I thought was so interesting. And then when I, I did a meditation on it and it was a guided meditation, they were specifically talking about um, being pure and fresh and light. And so I thought that was a really lovely way of thinking about the heart chakra. I don't know if you have any ideas on that. Yeah, I think for me, it makes sense because, um, when I am working to better understand my heart chakra or I'm working to balance my heart chakra, I really, for me personally, go into nature and I shift into nature and, I do, um, last spring, I, I had kind of purposefully went out with the intention to do like a walking Reiki practice for myself. So I wanted to give myself Reiki. I wanted to focus on my heart, um, my, my heart chakra, but I also wanted to be outside. And so I kind of initiated the, the Reiki process and then when went on a walk um in in the woods and for me nature is uh, you know you can't have nature or anything without air and also the the process when i was breathing during um during that walk too right and when you're kind of climbing up a hill and your breath gets a little harder or when you are able to take those big deep slow breaths and so it, it makes sense to me um and so I know you you're out in in the woods and on the trails <laughs> a lot I, um, I am and so did anything like specifically stand out to you related to to nature or beauty um and the heart chakra Sure. You know, I actually started um, or returned really to going out into nature a lot more when I was working through um, the grief of my mom's diagnosis of cancer and the grief of losing her. And it was um, in meeting with you, and I don't remember if it was Akashic Records or if it was Reiki, but there was a very specific instruction of go walk. And I was kind of like, yeah, great. You know, okay, let me, great. Okay. What's that going to do? <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I did. And I just, I started carving out times to go walk and to go find new places. And um, I found it just, it's just so peaceful and the crisp air and um, just some solitude, some purposeful voluntary solitude. I found just to be really healing. I was always thinking that it had more to do in like the root chakra and grounding. And I think, it, you know, obviously all these things mm. can really nicely play together. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
I, I really tied that a lot in, but I can also now just see how being outside um, really helped me process that grief and helped me clear all that out. Mm -hmm. I remember that. I think we we did an Akashic Record reading for for you, which was your first, I believe, that, you know, I was at some point, you might even call it harassment. I kept sending you <laughs> messages, whether you wanted them or not, and pretty much begged you to let me give you this reading because I felt like it was so important. And I, I usually will give folks a little bit more grace than I, than I extended to you, but I was pretty insistent with you. Um, and you, uh, you welcomed the reading eventually. And that was really the only thing that also stood out to me from your reading and the only advice. And I kind of, even myself, I left that reading being like, I don't really know what, what she's going to do with that and how walking is this, you know, solution to, working through or, or connecting with yourself so that you can connect with others. Um, but I reflect on that a, a lot because I think it's not that, and you know, it, it, it's not that it was a simple suggestion either. You have to prioritize making the space and time to go out for a walk, which might sound silly um, to some, but it, it's actually hard to add something extra to your day uh, or to your morning with, with the kids or or even the weekends and I, what I saw is that you kind of took this advice which seemed overly simplified to me and that you kind of ran with it or walked with it see that <laughs> there <laughs> um, um, but uh, can you talk yeah. a little bit about like what walking has done for you because I do think that this is related to to the heart and joy and peace. I think, I think for me, once I prioritize that, and I don't just go for like walks around my neighborhood, I personally have a major preference of going out into the woods. And I love to go check out new places and, you know, check out the little nature areas that are here around Massachusetts. Um, that's just kind of, I grew up in California, we did a lot of outdoorsy stuff. And it's not even um, there's not as many opportunities here in Massachusetts, but there are if you look for them. And so I prefer to go out into the wilderness. I really enjoy um, the challenge of, you know, summiting a mountain. And again, the mountains here are nothing compared to what they are out in the West Coast, but it's still beautiful. I love the idea with the heart chakra of mending it by taking down walls and that if you have walls up around your heart that you're isolating yourself and not purposely not connecting with other humans. And for me, I found that by being my, by myself, um, just helped me work through some of those walls that I had put up um, around my own heart. And I think it was just that time to be alone. You know, we're so inundated um, by TV and telephone and you know, everything with kids. I mean, that's a whole nother sensory level on top of everything else. Um, but to just take time by yourself walking, there's, there's not much else to do, but to just ponder and take note of things and, and enjoy what is just existing around you, just the true human experience that you're in. It really forces you to be in the present moment and it allows you to really enjoy and, um, notice 
the beauty of nature, you know, mm-hmm. and I, those are all things that I find to just be very healing. I think too, the, the walking practice that it, it can really bring some, some inner peace, even if it's not, it, not every walk is going to be a, a quiet walk where you're, you know, you're, you're just listening to the birds. Some, sometimes we listen to podcasts. Sometimes we, you know, many times we have our, our, our children with us, or you're kind of hearing other, other folks on the trail, or it's walking, um, in a, in a city location as well. And so it's, it's really about connecting that grounding, um, exercise of walking and how that really does in my, and my mind line up the chakras really, really nicely and, and, and go it, the feedback goes to where it needs to go. It, it might not always be focused on the heart or, you know, the, the root chakra and the grounding it's, I would just encourage folks to, to be open to the feedback that you're getting, um, like where your mind naturally wants to wander. If you have an opportunity for your mind to wander and you might not on every walk. So there's nothing I can do about that. And so why not use that time for a little bit of grounding and the the great news with Reiki is that when you're giving Reiki, you're receiving Reiki. And so right. if I'm taking that time um, to, to, to give Reiki to someone else, it's also helping me kind of feel more, more calm and centered as well. I would just encourage folks to be open to evolving, right? Like the, the walking practice or even us doing this, this project together has been really it's been a loving experience. Um, really, I, w- I would say it's, it's been an opportunity to focus on ourselves in a really intentional way, but it also occurred over Thanksgiving week. So when you were talking about the caring for others and how we kind of have these other responsibilities, was there anything particularly um, that stood out to you around doing the heart chakra over such a, you know, a week that's, it's meant to be filled with gratitude. I love Thanksgiving. It's one of, it's probably my favorite holiday of the year because it's less commercial than a lot of the other ones. And it truly is more about, um, when you're, when you take away the genocidal, um, historical context to it, which, (laughs) Uh, has to be at least stated, right? But um, the concept that we are experiencing of Thanksgiving presently Mm. is giving gratitude and love Mm -hmm. with family. And I love that. Um, But I have to acknowledge that the holidays are very hard when you've lost members of your family too, you know? And so Mm. it's that ability of holding both the emotions of gratitude and love for the current family that I'm here with and also gratitude and love for, you know, and grief for those that are gone. So the holidays can be um, the the perfect like photo of both of those emotions, the, the, the positive and the negative of those emotions in one, you know? I think I had shared last week that what I needed to focus on going into the week was was kind of calm and movement um and right for me nature too uh but you know there was a lot there was there's a lot going on and we had the kids were off of school and it's even 
things or events that are fun can can feel hectic. And it was a really good reminder for me. I loved kind of kicking off the day with the heart chakra Reiki um, and intention setting for myself and really to settle in and uh, enjoy my family and my extended family. Um, and it almost felt like I was observing. Um, I was mm -hmm. observing everybody because I was sitting back and really trying to appreciate the day, the moments, and the opportunity for, for connection, especially coming off of a year. Well, I don't even know how many, how many years has COVID been <laughs> yeah. going on? What year is it now? Years, year 2020. 20, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so it, that to me was really nice. I, I appreciated where the heart chakra landed and that it landed over this week of being able to, um, and whether folks you know, celebrate the holiday or, or not, I, you know, schools were closed. Most people had some time off and an opportunity to, to focus, I hope on, on doing something that you loved or that brings you peace and, and joy. You know, I think it can be unfair that expectation that these things should just come easily, right? You know, I should just be thankful and I should just wake up and I'll just feel this. Like, that's just not reality. That's just not how most humans work. You have to mm -hmm. have intention behind it and you have to set your mind to be in a state where you're going to appreciate these things. If you just have this expectation that it's going to come easily, well, that's just not true with the human experience. And that's part of the human experience is uh, having these emotions and yet still being able to find uh, gratitude and mm -hmm. appreciation and love, right? Mm -hmm. It's accepting mm -hmm. the experience. It's accepting being in line and having it take a lo longer than you thought or that you're running late or you know, things do not always go according to plan. And one thing that I do when I am in traffic is I send Reiki. I, I just kind of pass the time by picking out if you've ever been in traffic next to me, you've probably received a little distant Reiki treatment and did not know that. Um, <laughs> or I do that too with people that um, have, you know, like a little road rage on the highway and um, the kids will say, you know, oh, they're, they're yelling and they're this. I'm like, that's okay. I'm just going to send them Reiki. And I do. Um, they don't know that and that's okay. They, they don't need to know that. But I end that interaction with really wishing them some peace and joy, which they clearly don't have if they're yelling at people on, on the highway. So, or maybe I'm a terrible driver. These are all. <laughs> I think that could also just kind of take down some of those walls of isolation. You know, there's a lot of the human experience and just living in America and the cities, like we don't always get to interact. And sometimes when we do interact, the ones that we get pulled into or the ones that catch our attention are the negative ones, you know? And mm -hmm. so if we actively seek out ways that we could have positive interactions with people, um, I, I mean, that's a wonderful way of just doing a little heart chakra work too. Yeah. Wondering if there are any kind of lasting effects of, of this pandemic for you or your household or anything that popped up 
as you were working through the heart chakra? I just wonder if there is just a, like what the final outcome is going to be, you know? And I would hate for the entire world to have gone through this massive event, right? And it's, it's how often is it, if ever, that we in our lifetimes have experienced something that truly affected a world? Hmm. And for people then to come out even more divided, I think it would just be such such a lost opportunity, you know? I mean, I don't even know the words to to put on that. Um, but I, I do believe, and I think the statistics show that uh, the quarantining was very hard on a lot of people. And, and while it was an immense task to be home with your kids and homeschooling and everything, I have to think that that's better than being by myself. And I, I can't, um, help but imagine the isolation that a lot of folks must have felt um during that time you know don't you think mm -hmm. you can still feel isolated even when you're surrounded by people um and that can be around your experience that that you might be having even within your own household that others in your household sure. aren't having or how we all kind of process and and deal um with with this differently. I, I think I mean, it doesn't feel like we're completely on the other side, but certainly some things do feel more back back to normal in, in some senses. But one thing that kind of fell into my lap, which I wasn't really expecting, um, the kids started horseback riding because it was one of the only things that was going on. And it was outside, it felt safe. Um, they had an opportunity to this was early at the at the start of of covid so they had an opportunity to kind of connect with themselves connect with others get off the screens from from you know being on remote school and also to connect with animals and nature and i was at the barn and i was kind of just started oh this horse looks like maybe this horse needs a little bit of reiki oh and and this horse looks like this horse needs a little bit of reiki and then before you know it i'm going on on the weekends in the morning and, and really spent I never really got to see the kids ride because I spent the whole time out in the field or in the barn um, with the horses and I learned so much more about Reiki from working with this this herd who all came to to the barn it's a lot of the horses are um, rescues and so they all have the, a, a different story and an individual story just like humans do um but for me that was one of this, this like kind of like long-standing habits that i um formed during um during covid and during quarantine and and even got to teach the kids how to give reiki to horses and how to connect with themselves so that they could better connect with the horses through grounding um and really you know, when you're working with animals, a big part of that is, is sensing energy and their energy and aligning your energy to their energy so that you can partner it with whatever intention, whether you're, you're riding them or if it, it's a, you know, dog or a cat or, or any animals. And so there was so much kind of chaos going on in the world. And it was real gift for me to be able to just zoom in and focus right here uh, in in nature and 
the fact that these horses work with children and that by me giving them Reiki, I felt like I was also kind of expanding that to the kids who were riding them and the families mm. that were there as well. And so that was just like a one little way I felt like I could give back. Um, and it, it, it was a real, it was a real pleasure. And so I would say that stood out to me. I wonder if you have any tips. I mean, not everybody has access to a horse farm, right? We're not mm. all in Western mass, but connecting with animals. And I think this might be, you know, a good way for someone to start just if they're unsure, you know, about some type of energy connection with a human might be, you know, even though we all have them, but if you're kind of doing an intentional energy connection with an animal, what would you, like, how would you do that? What do you suggest? I think it's really anchoring into your yourself and, and then anchoring into, to them as well. So, I mean, if you think about it, you and I could come and, and people do these silent retreats, right? Or I've done these exercises where you kind of work through grief in a silent way. Um, you and I could come into a room together. We could not talk at all. And we could stay in that space together for with, with nothing else, no distractions, right? It's just the two of us. Um, and we would be exchanging energy what did we both leave that experience with? And that's the, the human connection. To me, it's the same with animals. If I'm going into the stall or if they're out in the field and I'm just kind of standing there at the, um, at the fence and sometimes they come over to me and other times they don't. And it, it's really just setting the stage for, for connection. But I do think mm. that um, that is going to look different, like where folks gravitate towards to find this like inner peace and this balanced, you know, heart chakra. Uh, to me, I know that that's like animals and children. That's where mm. I find peace for others. It, it might be music or it might be, mm -hmm. you know, you had mentioned reading it, it. It's going to look different. Um, but even asking yourself that question, where do I find joy and where do I find peace? Mm -hmm. And doing a meditation on that would be a really good practice for folks who might be surprised by what comes out, or they might not be surprised and continue to double down and prioritize those things that bring them joy. I mean, that's another way too of addressing if you were feeling emotions of isolation or loneliness, animals are such a great way to bring a little interaction and love into your house. Definitely. So a lot of COVID puppies out so, there so many COVID puppies. I, know. I, I did not have a COVID puppy and I did not have a COVID baby so I'm winning <laughs> on that one I actually did a zoom class last year for Reiki and there's a woman who's um I, I think it was a parrot would sit <laughs> on her shoulder and just love the Reiki energy that was coming through zoom and so every everyone has a different kind of affinity and, and it might not be animals and it really might not be nature um but i would encourage folks to ask yourself that question of what brings me joy and what brings me peace and if you kind of start to focus your energy on what brings you joy and what brings you peace that would do some that would that would start to help heal and balance your heart chakra I mean, no judgment, right? If it's a parrot, 
Might be a parrot. Says, I'm not a dog person. I have a cat. I know you're not a cat person. I'm not a I'm a, I'm a kitten person. I like kittens. <laughs> Those are like the people who like babies. And then you're like, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you very much. When you do see um, some type of wounded heart or some type of uh, blockage in the heart chakra, finding joy, finding um, ways to break down those walls are good ways to get at it. Is there anything else that comes to your mind or that you've seen um, through your practice that you could share with us? There can sometimes be a little bit of confusion around the heart chakra and say, actually, no, that's, that's your throat. That's your communication. Mm. That's your self-talk. And then that's how it relates back into this sense of inner peace and, and joy. And so it's a full body experience. It's really getting clear with yourself on, um, if you think your heart chakra might be out of, out of balance, it's a good um, opportunity to really kind of go through all, all of your chakras and, and ask yourself like, well, how mm -hmm. does, you know, the sense of self or the sense of security or how I communicate or how I see things and how mm -hmm. I, how I interpret things and what I believe I can do what I, versus what I believe I cannot do relate to, to self love your heart chakra becomes most balanced when you're doing, when you're living in your truth of, of what you love and being your most authentic self. And you are really focused, um, on, you know, putting your oxygen mask on first, you have to mm -hmm. love yourself and give yourself love, time and attention, um, before you can authentically love others. Through meditation, I once asked, you know, the, the basic question of like, why am I here? And the answer came back so clear, love. And I was kind of like, oh, great. Yeah, wonderful, right? To love. But that's truly just, that's the human experience, right? And when you think about um, grief and why somebody dies and why you miss them, and, mm -hmm. and then you go to the next step of like, well, okay, why would they want to come back? You know, and it's that nostalgia of those emotions and of what emotions of love. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. it. It's having a healthy connection within yourself, which allows you to have healthy connections with others. That's the human experience. I mean, as, as basic as it sounds, it's, that's truly what I believe it is. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think that it's overly complicated and it's not complicated at all. It's, you know, this idea of like, oh, you're here for love. Okay. What does that mean? And then what does that mean? And then what does that mean? It's, it's forcing yourself to drill down 30 layers on what love means to you or what love doesn't mean to you. And then it can also be uncomplicated in the sense that you just really are aware of these, I call them pings, little, like little pings along the way of like this, like me working with, with horses and, and giving them Reiki. I honestly think that that grounded me so much during COVID and provided me myself with, with such a nice, quiet nature based time that I really wasn't intending. I, I was really doing it for the horses. And I'm just thinking I'm reflecting back and a year plus out from doing that. I think, well, that was also really for me. And I followed this little ping that didn't make sense. I'd never studied how to give Reiki to horses. I just followed the 
same kind of process that I do when I'm working energetically with with people and it and it worked. Um, but following, you know, your walks and these little tiny pings of like, what do you love? What brings you peace? What brings you joy? And then making more time for those little things. And those little things add up to big things. And before you know it, th that's where you're prioritizing your time. And I think if, if we could all do a little bit more of that, that we would find a little bit more balance in our hearts. So as we wrap up this week, is there anything else you want to make sure that we, we speak to before we wrap? The one thing I would say, what I love so much, and I've learned so much just in this process and, and learning from you and my reading, it's what I really appreciate of just the chakras and the, like, you know, the string of energy points is within like the English language and the American viewpoint. Like if we say something like love, it's like marriage and sex and it's like love can mean mm. so many different things. Mm -hmm. But when we take the chakra and we break it down into different points it's it's just allowing us to um focus right mm -hmm. and and you know um passion can go more into this chakra and joy can go into this chakra sure. and family can go and so it just makes it purer way of of digesting and and being able to bring a little bit more focus in that way and i think at the end i get like a a better a purer output definitely yeah and i think it's this idea of shining the love that you are and to do that um you know it, it's helpful to have an understanding of what love means to you and and through all of the chakras kind of when you think about the just the you know i love i can i see i do what does that mean So Kristen, with the heart chakra, we're at the fourth chakra, the middle of the body. We're now moving on to the fifth. And so next week, we're going to dive into the throat chakra. And I can't wait. To me, it's one of the most complicated chakras that there is. So I would encourage folks to go ahead and listen to George Harrison's song, Long, 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 because it's meant to be about how you connect to yourself and how do you connect to spirituality and it is just and and how you search for that and how you define that and so i think in kind of working through what the what the chakras are um, and what they mean to you it it's going through that process and so next week we're gonna dive into the throat chakra and i can't wait to me it's one of the most complicated chakras that there is so Wonderful. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.